Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Let's go with okay. Okay, that works. <laughs> we can talk about it later. <laughs> so, how's it going? Like, have you seen all of our new Twitter followers? I have, and I'm very excited for that. I am too. I don't know any of them personally, but I'd like to think I know them personally now. Yes, uh, we're very excited to have you. If this is your first time listening, we are AV Club Podcast with Lian and Elise, where we cover some entertainment news and teen dramas. But right now, it's mostly Riverdale because there aren't a whole lot of teen dramas out right now. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, because what Dynasty just came out, but Dynasty definitely is trying to appeal to the generation when Dynasty first came out. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there's all the DC shows, but that, I don't think, I think they appeal to teens, but I think those are more towards like specific teens, if anything. Rather than just a general sense of teens. Yes. I I think that superhero TV shows are its own genre, and I do not classify them as teen dramas. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can see that. A teen drama for me is like 90210, Gossip Girl, The O.C., One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek. I mean, that's throwing it way back. But, you know... That's that's what I consider it. Yeah. What what do you what was the first teen drama that you watched? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> you really put me on the spot there. The first teen drama I ever watched. I'll have to get back to you and maybe tell it on the next episode. Do you know yours off the top of your head? Um, teen drama. I was about to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I don't classify that as a teen drama. Um, I, I never I was never into Dawson's Creek, but I did see episodes of it so maybe that was the first teen drama that I technically watched so I do remember watching an episode of Dawson's Creek when I was like in junior high and it was this episode where they get stuck in a mall for a night and of course that's like every teenager's dream and it was really fun and I was like why don't I watch this show but I was also like really young um so that's why and I ended up watching it later on in my life but I I said that that may have been the first teen drama I've seen, but then I'd never really watched the whole series. The first ones I really got into in high school were Everwood. Do you remember Everwood? I do. I never watched it. My sister did. Chris Pratt was in it. That was like one of his first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then uh, Emily Van Camp from Revenge. Right. She was in it. And Gregory Smith, who is now a director, but he was also in Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, that old Disney decom. Who did he play? He played the love interest. Xenon's love interest. Oh. I guess they all just start morphing together, honestly. <sighs> yeah, so that was one of my first ones, and I had like a whole binder of him <laughs> and with his face. It was probably so creepy, but that I was into it, as most people are into Riverdale. Yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, I was never into him. <laughs> really? No? <laughs> uh, I know it was strange, never into a guy. That's weird. <laughs> uh... I, 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 yeah, no, I guess I can't really think of it about the first one. Because obviously, honestly, the first teen drama I was totally invested in 
was probably, shoot, I don't know if the OC or if One Tree Hill came out first. Oh, I had this written down the other day. You can Google it while I, um, while I... It was one of those shows. Let's just go with that. Yeah, well, I would say around, they definitely came out a few years apart, but I was definitely a huge fan of the OC, huge fan of One Tree Hill, and then Gossip Girl came up a few years after that. But I loved all of them. I mean, yeah, diehard fans. Yeah. Of all. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, so we need to do some housekeeping, just general podcast notes. Last week's episode recording mishaps. So do you want to tell mm-hmm. everyone what happened? About the sound, mm-hmm. sound stuff. Um, I, yeah, I live in a dorm that was originally built as like a hospital. And so you can literally hear everything that is happening because I think it was actually... The school I go to was originally supposed to be a mental institute. Nice. So the reason why you can basically hear everything, don't quote me on this, this is just the rumors that I've heard, is so that is so they could hear what people were doing without having to see them. Mm, very intriguing. So I can basically hear everything that my roommates are doing, that the neighbors upstairs are doing, that people two buildings away are doing. So I had to cut out a lot of sounds and it was... Right. It was hard, and I tried my best. Yeah, no, and I think you did a great job, but then it also just sounded like I was talking a lot, and I was, as I usually do. However, there were other uh, commentaries. Elise was not talking that much. <laughs> I just had to cut out all my parts because you couldn't hear me over the loud stomping and the laughing and the random instruments and things like that. Yes, my one of my fears is, like, I don't want to railroad you. I want you to have just as much time as me. I can get really excited. I can talk a lot. So I just want to tell everyone, make that clear, like, Leon did talk, but we had to cut a lot of it out, and that's why there's some choppiness happening. But Leon did a great job editing, so that's that. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and then I had one more note. So last week I made fun of the pure heart the powerful comment jughead made and it turns out that the writers of riverdale didn't just come up with that out of thin air that was a callback to the comics and i just didn't know about it until i didn't know that either i tagged you in it goof oh i mean it's been a crazy week so i I haven't seen a lot of tweets i tag you in everything so i if you miss (laughs) one i forgive you (laughs) So (laughs) I also thought it was funny because I sometimes do comic book reviews for a website called graphicpolicy.com and their catchphrase is comics meet politics. Um, And I did a review of a Harley and Ivy meets Betty and Veronica issue number one. And... I know. It's really, it's actually pretty good. You should read my review and read the comic. And he makes a quick appearance in that, um, in that comic. So, I mean, it's all coming back full circle. It's all there. Hmm. I, I mean, I read the synopsis, not the synopsis, but like the basic background to it. And yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a different world. I mean, most comic books are different universes within the same universe, the whole, like, multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. So just because this doesn't follow one timeline, it doesn't follow another. Because I like the Gotham City Sirens timeline where Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are a thing. So I thought that would play into this, but clearly it didn't. Sure, sure. Yeah, there are so many Harley and Ivy spinoffs. There's, like, 
Harley's Road Trip, Harley Quinn's Gang. There was even a six-part series of Poison Ivy's own story, which was really interesting. Um, And I can't keep up with all of them. I wish I could. But I tend to read at least the first one of all of these series uh, and see what sticks. Right, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's about it for housekeeping. Woo, good housekeeping. Yeah, and I think before we jump into a Riverdale recap, we just want to go over a quick entertainment news. The major thing that we found out is that Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones is now engaged to Joe Jonas. What? So I know, wait, do you hear that? I mean, yeah, I knew that, obviously. No, do you hear that? I, I knew it, I knew it, I saw it everywhere. Do you hear that? A humming? That's like tons of people crying because she's now taken. I <laughs> <laughs> got you. You did get me. I know. I was about to say, is there a ghost behind you? Because you're sitting behind a black background. So. Oh, you know this house is haunted, but that's another story. She's no, you know haunted. what? Let's just get into it now because I know people will love this shit. <laughs> oh, man. Should I say that? Oh, I don't want to be rated R. <laughs> well, we put explicit on our thing already for the occasional swear words that oh, did we? go in. So. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so my this is kind of a funny story, but like I've been I'm home alone every once in a while because my roommate is a musician and she goes on tour. And for example, this week I'm alone. <laughs> and there have been a few times where I'm in my room at night, the door's closed, and I hear like the water turn on, or it sounds like someone's doing dishes, or I just hear general activity in the living room. And so I just figure my roommates come home. Not paranormal activity, just general activity. <laughs> general activity. I didn't think it was paranormal activity until recently. So I, I mentioned it to my roommate. And uh, we were going back and forth texting, and I just said, hey, by the way, like, were you home last night? And she's like, no. And I'm like, that's so weird. I swear I heard someone in the house. And she didn't say anything. I thought that was weird because we were going back and forth texting. So I let it go. Then (laughs) the it was a full moon like a couple of weeks later, and she goes around the house saging each corner because that's what you're supposed to do to, like, cleanse a house on a full moon if you are into those things. And Isn't it, like, white sage, though? I'm not sure, but maybe. But whatever she was doing, she had sage, and she said she'd want me to cleanse your room. And I said, why not? <laughs> Couldn't hurt. <laughs> and it's like Mama Cooper. Then she just gets, like, really serious, and she turns to me, and she says, you know, I didn't say anything the other day. You mentioned the house being haunted, and there are spirits who live here, but they've never hurt me. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And then she, like, never mentioned it again, even though I really wanted more detail. And then I casually mentioned it, like, a week later. She's like, what was that? And I was like, oh, it's the ghost. And she just looked at me wide-eyed, like, I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Do they have names? Do the ghosts have names? I don't think so. But I will say something. I do think we have a cat ghost. I think cat ghosts are fun. Because I swear to you, she does have two cats, but they're often outside. And I swear, I always see, like, shadows of a cat. And one time, oh, this is the creepiest thing ever. Okay, one time, the I felt a cat jump on my bed, and I just figured it was one of hers. And then I saw both of them in the hallway. Oh, that's creepy. Right? 
That is like my only and best ghost story. <laughs> a cat ghost. Do you have any ghost stories? Do I have any ghost stories? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, I had a weird incident, and then I, I just started calling it a ghost. Okay. Um, uh, because I'm in the writing program. I mean, for people who are just tuning in and don't know, um, at my school we have a writing lab that's specifically for us. So once I was there, I think it was like maybe one in the morning. And I was just sitting at a computer and I wasn't doing anything. Like I was just sitting there and I was kind of spinning in the chair reading. And then I had my headphones on and all of a sudden I just hear like different bomb, 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 bomb. And then like five of the computers had turned on. What? And then like I just kind of was staring at all of them thinking like, okay, well, if it's a ghost and all they're doing is turning on computers, then I'm okay. So I was basically like just to the air, like, you do you and I'll do me and we should be good. Oh my god, I know that's how I am. Um, I did forget to mention one thing because I think I didn't mention it because in my head I kind of wrote it off. But one time my roommate's door opened and I thought it could be the wind. But if you try her handle, you have to like push it down and push it open to open it. And it, like, it, I don't know what happened there, but it opened. And I just assumed it opened by itself. And that could also be another sign. It's like, not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it makes me really nervous, like, seeing you in the, like, with a black background behind you. Really? Oh, my gosh. I can try to move. <laughs> or you can turn on a light. There, or how's that? that? That's better. That, that makes me feel safer. <laughs> okay, I turn my computer screen because we, we look at each other over Google Chat. <laughs> so, so no, she can just be part of my face. <laughs> okay. All right. And so that was our ghost stories. I love ghost stories. I would love to hear our fans' ghost stories if they have them. Yeah, I would love that if people send me ghost stories because I love anything creepy. You know that. Yes, well, it's on theme with Riverdale. Riverdale's creepy. Yeah, it's turning It's turning into something. Mm. Turning into something. Oh, yeah, we have a lot to cover today. Yeah, I wanted to just say one more thing before we went into it. Of course. Um, they casted Beast Boy for the Teen Titans movie. Mm. Who did they cast? Ryan Potter. He was the voice of Hero in Big Hero 6. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Which is nice because I think he's... he's. I don't know if he's full Japanese or he's part Japanese or if I'm just completely wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not the know-all to, like, anyone's ethnicity. But it's nice that he is a person of color and then that they casted a person of color for this. So. That is so awesome. I don't know who that is, but I'll be sure to look it up. And uh, that's exciting. Do you know when the movie is going to be out? I do not know. I don't know that yet. All right. Well, when we find out, we will announce it. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. Oh, and before we start the Riverdale recap, I should ask, since we're talking about superhero business, uh, are you watching The Flash, the new season? I have only seen the first episode because I don't have time to catch up on a lot of things, and it's very sad. Very sad. Well, that's okay, because there has only been two episodes that have come out for this season, so you're only one behind. Okay, so then, I mean, like, that means I'll just have more to watch and be happy. I mean, I, I always think it's nice when uh, we can just marathon through it and we don't have to wait. Yeah. Save it for Christmas break. <gasps> that's right. Mm-hmm. Christmas is 
uh, two months away? Two and months and a week? Two weeks? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But I don't know why I'm so excited. I don't have anyone getting me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's far. see. Do you, do you want to dive in? Yeah. Riverdale. Let's do it. Nighthawks. Nighthawks. Do we know what that's a call to? You know, that's funny. We think alike because I was going to ask you the same darn thing. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. If anybody knows, tweet at us at AV Club Podcast. Yeah, please, please let us know. I like to know things. Okay, anyways, yeah, if we go right into it, obviously it's Juggies voiceover. And it does like a really quick flashback to like Pops when it opened, what, in the 50s? But it was like really, really brief. And I guess that's just how they're like, what is it called? Foreshadowing of it. And then it's goes to the present time and it says on it death diner which i'd like to point out fred didn't die yes that's very true he didn't die so i don't know why they're calling it death diner that's not fair it's not fair but i mean does this show ever make sense (laughs) (laughs) okay good point um (laughs) and that's me being nice (laughs) yeah that is you being nice <laughs> um, then it jumps to Archie in his house and he's basically burning like burning every food possible and he looks all kind of smelly and dirty and that's probably because he's been up like every single night making sure his dad doesn't get shot or something or another. And then what is it? They're at school, right? And they're just all the four of them are hanging out, the core four. Well, Betty calls uh, Veronica and says, Archie hasn't been sleeping in his room, and I don't know what's going on with him. Isn't that what just happened after that? I thought that happened later on. It could have, but, uh, oh well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that I brought it up, I may as well just say, Veronica storms over to Archie's house and says, you haven't been sleeping in your bed, so where have you been sleeping? And he's like, I've just been awake guarding the door, basically. <laughs> and she's like a guard dog. Like a guard dog. Hey, speaking of dogs, where is Vegas, Archie's dog, and Hot Dog, Cole Sprouse's Jughead's dog? I'm sure that Vegas isn't getting paid enough, so he's just on hiatus. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, <laughs> I will say this is going to surprise you. I have six things I liked about this episode. What? (laughs) I know, I'm changing my tune. That must be a record. (laughs) I know, I think it is. So, and one of them is relevant to this portion of the conversation. That's why I brought it up. The scene where Archie and Veronica walked to school, it was a beautiful shot uh, from the director's point of view. It was the first scene where I felt it was truly real. Just maybe it was the natural lighting outside. And I didn't feel like it was a set. It was not indoors. It wasn't as dark. And it just felt like a teen drama should. And I really enjoyed it. Like it wasn't contrived or something? I'm not sure if that's, if those are the words I'm looking for. But there was just, it just felt like a teen drama to me. It wasn't as dark as the rest of the show normally is. I feel like it was a little bit of a callback to what, it's the second episode, right? Where they're walking, where Archie walks her home and they have kind of like their first heart to heart. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I didn't think of that. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> mm, of course. Um, so, well, I guess the core four, yeah, they're at school, they're sitting there, and then Jagged said he needs to go to the sheriff's station, station because he's going to talk 
to FP's, I forget what he calls him, joke of a lawyer or something like that. I think it was actually more clever than that. Like, I appreciated it, but I don't rem- I guess I didn't appreciate it that much because I don't remember. Um, <laughs> um, and then Archie goes with him while uh, B and V team up to save Pops. And I just have to point out that Jughead made a comment like, oh, another B and V team up. You guys need a video game. And I was like, okay, that's actually really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, God, like, I just feel like Archie Comics is pushing so hard for money. Like, money, 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 money. Like, this is another marketing idea. (laughs) Uh, And good for them, because I do think they weren't doing so hot uh, several years ago. Uh, but I think they're really, really milking this Riverdale, <laughs> Riverdale business. I mean, if you if you can do it, then you do it. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. So this scene though. Okay, so they're in the sheriff station, and FP and Jughead are talking to FP's lawyer, and then there's like this one scene where it's like one shot where it's just Jughead's face, and he's like super broody, and then. They're asking about the deal, and he says it so dramatically, like, how many damn years? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a little too many, too many pauses, too many pauses for me. <laughs> oh man, was it just bad acting on his part? I just like I didn't like how they tried to make it so dark. It, it seemed like it, it was too much effort for something so small, and it could have been way more effective if it was done differently. Uh, that you just summed up the whole damn show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Woo! laughs> Drag. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. Can we please talk about uh, the new Reggie? Oh, yeah. Charles Melton. I think he's a handsome son of a gun. I like the way he talks. Yeah? Okay. I like him more than Ross Butler. I know. I'm sorry, Ross Butler. I mean, I think they're both cool in their own rights. Yeah? Yeah. But I like the way Charles Melton talks as Reggie because this is how I imagine Reggie. Now, in this scene, Reggie and Archie are talking, and uh, he mentions Jingle Jangle. Leanne? 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 What is Jingle Jangle? Uh, From towards the end, it was some version of Pixie Sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I was like, really? Okay. Um, I'd like to point out, though, that the Midge Clump, who Reggie talks to first about the Jingle Jangle before Archie, she Mm -hmm. is from the Freeform show beyond okay i didn't know Um, that that's cool do you watch that show i did because they had it on hulu so i just binge watched the whole thing now is it like fantasy or teen drama it is like a teen drama but with like sci-fi elements do you think i would like it um mm, i'm mm. (laughs) the ideas in it are definitely really interesting I just don't know if you will like... I mean, they're, like, really stupid names for things in it. And I get it. It's supposed to be, like, sci-fi fantasy. But I would say watch the first episode and then go from there. Okay. Yeah, because my number four in the things Elise liked about the episode is Mitch because... Mitch. (laughs) Midge. Because she's cute as hell. She's adorable. Yeah, she is is very pretty. What's her... I want to say her name is... Morgan, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might be someone totally else, and if 
Britt Morgan just happens to be listening to this, I am very sorry that I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, I Okay, maybe I'm just completely full of myself, but I think Roberta listens to this podcast. I've said that before. <laughs> because all our ideas eventually circulate through his tweets. Well, I just remember in one interview, he said, I heard this one theory, and it was a theory that like we had talked about and we had tweeted a lot about, and I was just like, and I tagged him in it, and I was like... Mm-hmm. I think you're listening, Roberto, but he's not obviously taking enough notes on our podcast because the show still has a lot of work to do. <laughs> so let's get back to Midge later because we definitely have to dive into that. Yeah. So next sure. up, uh, can we talk about Veronica's daddy? Daddy. Yes. We can talk <laughs> about daddy. <laughs> oh, God. So he comes to – well, they have a scene – first where they run into Smithers in the foyer and Smithers is like Veronica you might want to go the other way and he's like why Smithers because she'll run into me and that'll circle back later yeah but the scene I want to talk about is where Veronica's daddy comes to Riverdale High with flowers and when he walks in Veronica's talking to Betty and Kevin and she goes daddy and then Kevin and Betty go, Daddy? Because <laughs> obviously they've never met them. But this is a callback to an inside joke the cast has with basically all of Twitter. Are you familiar with it? The daddy. They say, who's the daddiest of the Riverdale cast? I don't know. It's something these kids say, and I don't really get the whole slang. That's I don't like it. I've been called that before. It's very uncomfortable. I don't really like it, too, but it's supposed to be funny. And so it's an inside joke with them that doesn't really make sense to me, but it does, and I don't know how to explain it. But basically, it's just a big joke to them. So what I loved about this scene, and you can count this as... A seventh thing I liked about this episode is mm-hmm. Casey Cott, the actor who plays Kevin Keller, says daddy, and then he cracks a smile at the end and the scene shifts. Like, you know he's about to break character because he can't say daddy with a straight face because of their inside joke. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm aware of, like, the Twitter inside joke, and they even did a Twitter poll of who was, like, most daddy but this daddy is such a is. stupid conversation i know i know but it, it's to me <laughs> anyway, i thought it was funny but, but anyways it, they voted i think they voted on lily and then she even tweeted a picture of veronica going daddy and then the cap the caption says no i'm right behind you <laughs> that's funny they're too much i mean the cast obviously has a really close relationship and some great bonds yeah definitely indeed um so after that I'm trying to think what are my notes say my major note after this scene is Josie becomes a river vixen oh that is not my major note after that <laughs> <laughs> what's your major note that Grundy is Dundee oh that's true is this the scene where Archie finds out yeah where he like cause Weatherby talks about it then Archie thinks about all their cute intimate moments and then he freaks out and leaves and then you know what's funny? I'm looking at, like, all of my notes, and I don't even mention Archie till the very end. And I think it's just because I don't care about him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you, you hate him. I mean, you don't hate him. You just, you think he's boring. I just think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, oh, so many feelings. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. Uh, I have another note that says random serpent lawyer. 
could get Jughead in trouble. Penny Peabody. Penny Peabody. I wasn't really interested in that storyline. Penny Peabody. I don't, I, I, rem- I recognize the actress, I just don't remember where she's from. Oh, okay. Well, you know, a big, quick trip to IMBD. We'll fix that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I said a big, quick nah. trip. I'm just like, maybe it's this caffeine kicking in. After work, I stopped by Starbucks because I was like, I gotta be on my game for the podcast. <laughs> I just ate. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, now that we updated everyone on our dinner, <laughs> let it, I put the next note as, if you don't, do you have anything else you want to add? Besides Grundy's Dundee? Yeah. Uh, No. I put Cheryl acting crazy again, but looking fab in the locker room with Dark Betty. Damn, I know. Oh, okay. Oh, that scene. That scene, though. I'm pretty straight, <laughs> right? But Cheryl's looking good. Like, in the, her little bra getup, I'm like, you go, girl. I don't know if I want to date you or want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, she was looking great. Uh, and then Dark Betty comes in and threatens her to be like, you better help Jughead that or I'm going to show everyone the video of your dad shooting your brother. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, if anyone I find attractive is wearing red, they automatically become like 50 times more attractive to me. So interesting. Cheryl Blossom was just all up in red, red hair, red, red, whatever you call it, fancy lingerie. <laughs> Fancy bra. I'm surprised you don't have a picture of her in that scene on your phone background. No. No, that's just weird. <laughs> Is it, though? I bet you someone out there has oh, it Oh, see, yeah, I don't know. For me, that feels... I mean, no offense to anyone that has this, because yeah, you do you. You do what makes you happy. But for me, like, if I don't actually know the person, and they don't, they're not like, you can have a picture of me on your phone of me basically in my underwear, then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to call you out right now. As your friend, I know for a fact you've had pictures of crushes on the background of your computer. Yeah, but not, like, in lingerie or anything like that. Oh, wasn't there one in a bikini? No. No, No. I don't do that. That makes me uncomfortable. Okay, I just thought maybe it was just an Instagram picture I saw, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. We're on another tangent. Um, I actually, and here's an eighth thing I liked about this show. Oh, my God. I will read the other ones I didn't read at the end, but a Jughead and Veronica scene. Oh, yeah, that that was nice. That was appreciated. And I foreshadow that the couples are going to switch and Jughead and Veronica are going to get together and Betty and uh, Archie are going to get together. That is my call. Yeah, you know, I did, I read that somewhere that... Oh, really? Yeah, just that the way these relationships are working, it's a way, more of a transitional, like, this is your first love into a shift into what your real love should be. Okay. Just because of the relating on a different level. Like, they're so polar opposites of each other. But ideally, you tend to end up with people that you share more things in common with. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're polar opposites. And that's what I think could make the relationship the most interesting, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah. So, then we find out Smithers has allegedly went to visit his sick mother out of town. And... This is Hiram and... Hermione are like 
psychopathic couple. Yeah, and it seems like Veronica's not sold on that he went to go visit his sick mother. Veronica thinks her dad got rid of him because of the scene before where he's trying to give Veronica an out to bypass him in the foyer. I think Smithers really did go out of town to see his sick mother, and it's just a coincidence I can't even talk today, by the way, so don't mind me. (laughs) But I think it's a coincidence, and I think they're using this just to make Mr. Lodge more questionable and shady. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of shady shit did happen. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. A lot of shady business did happen. Like, he bought the diner, and then he kept it from her, and there were a whole slew of things that make him look shady. But I think at the core of things, he's a good guy who's trying to get his family back together. Yeah. I mean, just in his own, like, weird, sick, twisted way. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, I definitely think he's dark, and she's dark, and they're a dark couple together. Uh, but I think uh, they do care about each other and their family. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. Because since we're all, we're technically sort of at the retro night at the diner scene. Oh, yes. What did you think of the cover of Milkshake? (laughs) You can't see me right now, but I just put my hand, my palm, (laughs) over my face. I know there are a lot of people who loved it, and I would say most of those people are high schoolers. That's okay. No offense. If you're in high school, that's cool. It made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, there, I don't. I can't even <laughs> verbalize what I'm thinking. Tell me your thoughts while I process my own. Um, before I knew what the song was, just when they did the lalas or whatever it was, I was like, <laughs> okay, because. I mean, Josie, Melody, and Cheryl all look really good. Um, And just the shot of it, the three of them on top of the diner, was a really good shot. Like, it was great. Um, But then once I heard the song, I was like, no, I can't get get on board with this. Because that song already, like... Right. That song I sing jokingly at, like, different times. But then to see a cover of it in that sense, I was like... This is making me really uncomfortable. So, here are my thoughts. First of all, we don't have Valerie because she was allegedly shooting a movie in another place. And they give her a... Still in Vancouver. They give her a half a line to Mm -hmm. explain where she went. Only a half. Norovirus. Only a half. You notice that? She got cut off by Cheryl. Or was it Betty? Norovirus. But yeah, she was cut off by Cheryl. And I'm like, really? She gets a half a line? That's what you're going with? Okay. Okay. I see you, writers. <laughs> <sighs> so that kind of bothered me. But uh, then I get why they chose that song. Is there a chocolate shop? Because milkshakes are what Pops is known for. They're milkshakes and they're diner food. So I kind of understand they're trying to make it relevant. But I also feel like this is a mi- another missed opportunity from the girl for the girls because they have vocals that can surpass this pop song and I also think if they really wanted to and they really want to milk that money which I know they do they would create original songs so they could have soundtracks and tours and it could be like Glee or even Nashville or the other tons of shows that do things like that and I just I don't understand what's happening (laughs) you know they released a soundtrack of the 
first season, like the songs that Josie sang, the pussy Josie and the Pussycats sang, Archie sang. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. But I think they could do more than just covers. Um, it was nice to hear, like, yeah, it was nice to hear the full version of that song uh, Archie and Valerie sang. They didn't sing it for the variety show, but, you know, the one that they kept practicing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was nice. It was nice to hear that. I mean, just okay. so that uh, there. just skipping to the end, Archie gets a gun from Dilton. Thoughts? Because Dilton's a psychopath. Uh huh. <laughs> That's what they're painting him to be, which is really interesting, because Dilton is the most intelligent character in Archie comics. I think they're going for mad scientist. Yeah, definitely the mad scientist part and of I'm it. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean it's different. But Archie does that because Reggie brings up a really good point when he pranks him. Like, what, you're going to bring a bat to a gunfight? That was one of my favorite lines, and I often don't like the writing. But I was like, finally, someone on the show is making sense. (laughs) Yeah, but then I I don't think that Reggie really meant, get a gun, Archie. Archie's just a dumb boy. (laughs) Sigh. All right, so we are going to jump to the big cliffhanger. If you have not seen this episode, you need to skip like a minute ahead because we are going to say who was shot, and it is jarring. Yeah. Are, are you ready it to was, dive into it? Yeah. It, okay, so one, it was total, totally Zodiac Killer because Indeed. they were making out in a car, and the Zodiac Killer shot the... I think he shot the boyfriend first, and then he shot the girl twice, and that's exactly what happened. I think it was, like, three shots in total. I don't know. I could be wrong. First, we should say, the two people in the car are Moose and Midge. Oh, yeah. Who are beloved characters from the RJ comics. Now, they were always side characters, but there was always a running gag where Reggie was always trying to get Midge, and Moose was always jealous. We saw none of that play out. We obviously we'll never see any of that play out and as far as we know they are both currently d-e-a-d dead midge we hardly knew ye (sighs) okay so here's my thoughts and this is what the writers will do if they have any common sense at all but we know that's not likely i think that moose got all the shots and midge is still alive we need more time with midge yeah i mean i was hoping that she like because of how many shots it was and because the killer wasn't super sure, like, was just shooting, like, maybe she pretended to, like, just croak over and waited till he left. Because that would be the smart thing to do. Of course. And uh, it would be the smart thing for her to do as a character and it would be a smart thing for the writers to do. Um, I, this scene really upsets me because we don't even get a few scenes with them as a couple, their history, even them individually. Like, we've had scenes with Moose in the past, but we never got to know him. And it's like, why don't you kill characters, ones we, like, really care about? Like, give us some something to be, like, mourning their loss. Like, obviously, we're upset, but for other reasons. Like, for Midge, it's like, you didn't even let us get to know her. If she is dead, pissed. I'm so pissed. It's like shock factor. Yeah, okay, so that's what I was saying. I think at this point... Riverdale is just going for the shock factor. There is really no sense or logic to any of this. Yeah, because right now, just with how many people... There's three people dead. Honestly, it's a serial killer now. Well, like I said, we don't know if Midge is dead yet. True, but even then, it's two people, so that's still a serial kill because they didn't happen within the same night. Right, right. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very upset about this. I think it's ridiculous. Someone was like, I don't think they're doing it for the shock value. Like, they told us that it was going to be, like, you know, a noir genre, and this is just a serial killer genre. And I'm like, okay, sure, but why don't you kill other people? Like, I don't know. It's just these two characters specifically, I'm like, why would you do that? Like, uh, like why don't you kill? And I don't even know if I'd be happy with this 100%, but uh, Ginger Lopez and Tina Patel, who we haven't seen, along with Polly and Nana Blossom. Yeah. Where the hell is Nana Blossom? And Polly and the baby. I don't know, man. But, oh, I want to change. Remember last week how I said, I made that joke that Archie, the the series would, Riverdale, Riverdale would end with Archie saved, um, dying by trying to save Kevin Keller. I think at this point, starting the season, the, the serial killer is going to try to kill Kevin and Archie's going to take the bullet, but he's not going to die. I could see that. I could definitely see that. But how many people can take a bullet and live? Like, you know, I'm just like, ah, we'll see. We'll see. It's a show. I know. <laughs> but it bothers me. Okay. Oh, oh my God. There's so much, like, I'm forgetting to say. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I'm excited about this. We have to talk about this. This is pretty much entertainment news. But Riverdale announced they are doing a spinoff. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen that. Oh my God. I'm so excited to tell you live. You heard it here first. They are doing Riverdale prep, and it's going to feature your favorite, Tony Topaz. <gasps> oh, be still my beating heart. <laughs> I know. So I don't know what happened, but there was a still or a screenshot or something of all of these serpent kids in, like, prep uniforms. So I don't know if, like, Mr. Lodge is going to buy out that school and make it a prep academy. But allegedly they're doing a spinoff, which I can't wait for because I'm I have a lot of hope that there'll be a whole new writing staff and it could be better. But we'll see. <laughs> I would specifically go into acting just so I could be on that show with the girl who plays Tony Tokas. You always talk about going into acting. You should just do it. I know. I know. I should just After do grad it. school. After grad school. <laughs> yeah, and so if you're also, because we do have quite a few new followers, we also love to talk about this show and other shows and their writing because we're both writers. I have my master's degree in writing. Leanne's getting their master's degree in writing. So we definitely feel somewhat qualified to comment on how the story is being told and <laughs> made. And, and, you know, and we've mentioned this before in the past, but just a friendly reminder that, you know, we do know a little something about storytelling. <laughs> we, don't, we don't make stuff up. I mean, we make a lot of stuff up, but not... <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, why are you telling lies? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this Riverdale prep. I'm like, where is this going? So, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to detract, derail. Okay. Did you watch the Shannara Chronicles? Um, Before we get into that, can I just say the other things I liked about Riverdale and we can be done with Riverdale? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Please tell me. I already said I liked the scene where they walked to school. Yes. I loved Betty's outfit with the uh, gray sweater and the white lace collar when uh, V's dad's walking in. Yes. I love the scene where Betty and Archie ask Mama Cooper for getting information on Grundy's death. Mrs. Cooper just this head knock thing, and she says, mm-hmm, and Betty copies it, and I thought that was a fun acting choice. I mean, those two are close in real life, and it plays really, really well on screen, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Obviously, I said Mitch is cute. Cheryl looks amazing in the locker room. Oh, I forgot to mention this. And the last thing, Veronica's new doorman is a hottie. 
<laughs> I'm like, yes. All right. Uh, you would like that. Uh, I know. I'm just playing. <laughs> and I also think he's going to be Mr. Lodge's minion, and I think he might carry out dirty deeds for him. Whether that be, like, money laundering, killing, uh, drugs, I mean, I think he's going to play some part later because he's just too handsome to keep down there at that desk. Yeah. I, I imagine something's going to go down with him. Oh, and one more Archie note before we jump into... Shinar Chronicles. Go for it. This is why I'm a little upset that Archie Comics is really milking this whole money thing. They started a comic book called The Black Hood, a Riverdale spinoff. Wait, I thought The Black Hood was already a superhero. Well, this is, it might be, but this is specifically for Riverdale. Like, the guy in The Mm -hmm. Black Hood who shoots everyone, he gets his own Riverdale spinoff. And I'm just not thrilled with that. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like... Is anyone really interested in that? Like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's someone. But there's always someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. There's gonna be someone who's gonna tweet at us. Uh, I want to. I love it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, just like how people tweet at us, we don't care about the minor characters. No offense to people. Okay, calm down. <laughs> no, I can take offense. I mean, if they don't like what we're saying or our tweets, they cannot listen to us. But I do think, I just want to say this little gossip, I do think there's one person who hate listens to us. Like, they don't really <laughs> like us. Well, I should say I don't think they like me, but they listen to us anyway. <laughs> that means we're winning. <laughs> we're winning. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm done with Riverdale. Back to my question. Did you watch the Shannara Chronicle? I sure did. I only watched the first episode, not the second that was released this week. Well, I haven't watched the second one either. Okay. So. Um, oh, I actually have notes on it if you want to cover it really quick. What? So. I just want to cover that I love Eritrea. And so far, it has been very good representation of Eritrea being bi. So I will give it that. I agree with you. That's definitely one of my notes. I think this show is definitely more well-written than current shows. And it started out as an MTV show. And though people give MTV a lot of shit, sometimes their writing does get better. Like, with Teen Wolf, uh, I could... The first two seasons... First season was just kind of annoying because it was the whole, like, teen love drama. But, like, the third season is when it started going full gear. And that was when, like, the writing and the acting and everything about it started getting really good. And that's kind of what I hope for Riverdale. I hope things come together in the future. You know, maybe they just fall into their own and they grow. They learn how to walk. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my hope. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, as far as Shannara Chronicles go, we have mentioned it quite a few times in the past. It did start at MTV. It is now on Spike. Uh, It's a fantasy drama. And it has Austin Butler, who is a beautiful beautiful man and Ivana Bakero who is, plays Artrea she's a beautiful woman and she was in Pan's Labyrinth oh she was a little girl in Pan's Labyrinth she is oh yeah now I want it <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> but yeah she's a beautiful woman Beautiful, beautiful. I have the Sharknara Chronicles a uh, quick little three-line summary for those who don't follow it so they're not completely confused as to what we're talking about. Uh, the four lands are in chaos. After the reemergence of magic, a terrorist group called the Crimson has formed to eradicate all magic users. Together, Aratreya, Will, and Merith 
must band together to take down the crimson and prevent an even greater threat upon the four lands. <laughs> How was that? That was good, good. Like I like the way you read it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe I should be an actor. <laughs> Voice actor. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing now. <laughs> so this show also was originally a book series by... Terry Brooks. No, it's not. Yeah, by Terry Brooks. The books, Shannara Chronicles? Oh, I'm thinking of Shadowhunters. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> that's, that's Cassandra Clare. I'm getting confused. Because <laughs> I watched both of them this week. Because you're watching Shadowhunters, that's right. Yes, and we will get into oh, that later. We will. Maybe another episode. We can only cover like two shows. Yeah, yeah. So in one we'll do, podcast, we'll talk about we'll talk about Shadowhunters next week or something. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, so yeah, I uh, just wrote that I loved the Golden Gate Bridge scene in this first episode back with Shannara Chronicles. It was okay. very cool the way they did this dystopian Golden Gate Bridge where the cars were still on the bridge. There's like. Ivy has grown over it, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was a good scene. Um, uh, I still love the opening theme song. It's called Until We Go Down by Ruel. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I adore it. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um, I wrote Uninterested in Sword Fights. Um, <laughs> the bad guy's shield looks like Wonder Woman's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they better not kill off this one family of color. <laughs> do you remember that scene? Yeah, where I did. The bad guy is with this family, and I was like, oh, he's gonna kill them. Do not be that show that kills the one African American family. Like, do not. And then <laughs> they didn't. I was like, okay, okay, you're good, you're good. And then um, I also just wrote queer relationship representation. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo. Yes. Woo. Total woo. That it was, is a total woo. I'm oh. like, finally, there's a show that's, like, doing it right. Um, so if you're, like, looking for that queer representation, Shannara Chronicles has got it, and you should totally watch it and support it and tweet at them and give them your love. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then you can tweet them to listen to us about how yeah. much we love them. <laughs> you know, we always want that shout-out because we do want to grow. The more we grow, the better content we can bring you. We are working on some exciting stuff for you. Um, Even though sometimes it feels like we're talking to ourselves, (laughs) we are behind the scenes working our little heinies off. And uh, we we have uh, some special guests in the works, hopefully. Um, We have writers from shows that we're trying to get on here for the future. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We can't make any promises, but we are doing the best we can. So it'd be really cool if you like what you hear to rate us uh, and give us a comment, feedback, because that's the only way people will find us if you're not tweeting about us. Right. 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 Um, I mean, that's all I have. Do you have anything else that you want to say? <gasps> um, no, I mean, I think that about covers everything. I, mean, I think we covered a lot. Woo. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well... It's been real. Uh, make good choices. And uh, don't drink and drive. Oh, yeah. And um, amen. Amen. <laughs> Bye.